0: happy monday everyone and welcome to line change the hockey podcast i am your host jeremy paul and i'm so glad you all could join me here on this monday or whatever day you're listening to the podcast i won't hold you too accountable to it um, but speaking with somebody who does hold me accountable i am here with my good friend miss kelly blaine kelly how are you
1: i am doing great jeremy how are you today on this fine sunday evening
0: I know you can't tell them we're recording on a Sunday evening like we need to like (laughs) really we need to keep the ambiance a lot no I'm playing um
1: (laughs) how are you doing on this fine um day and a nondescript time yeah
0: this day in which we release the podcast (laughs) in which I'm not sure no um, I'm doing well I'm doing pretty good I am excited for this week I'm like stressed out for this week because you know what this week is girl it's like the off season kind of yeah it's gonna get ugly fast so I just need to like talk a little bit about like why Kelly is here not that it's just literally because she's Kelly and like why would Kelly (laughs) not be here I love Kelly um but Kelly and I went to high school together and really it wasn't until after Kelly had graduated high school that we became really close like we had been friends in high school but not like close um Mm -hmm. but then we like discovered that we both had this irrational love of the Columbus Blue Jackets and one thing led to another, which led to road trips, which led to crying and get, me getting frostbite <laughs> while standing outside of a hotel in Columbus. Um, I need you to tell that story real quick because I need you to be the one that feels bad about it.
1: Listen, okay. <laughs> I can't help it, okay? My love, Steve Mason, who was a goalie for the Blue Jackets from 2008. To two thousand fourteen, thirteen. I should know this. I think you're Keith off. I think it was like. Players.
0: I want to say like he won. Well, no, two thousand eight is actually probably right.
1: Because that what? was the first playoff series we went. First playoffs we made was when yeah, he was
0: a rookie. rookie year. Yeah. Wow, that feels so. Because like, it feels like it was so much longer ago than that. Time
1: is a flat I know. circle. It's crazy. I was eighth grade. I was just a little child. But, um, so he was my favorite player and he had been traded to Philadelphia at this point. And it was, I think it was Philadelphia's first time back in Columbus since he had been traded. And I got the scoop of what hotel they were staying at. And so I went to try to get, I had bought a Flyers jersey with his name on it. And I was trying to meet him and have him sign it. And it was December, January, February, whatever, winter in Ohio. And it was very cold, and we waited outside the hotel for I don't know how long were we out there, like an hour maybe. Oh,
0: it felt like years. And also, longer. I want to keep in mind that this was like a week that we like had no school because of how freaking cold it was. Like oh, the winter was that. so bad that we didn't actually go to school because it was so cold. And <laughs> Kelly is like, I have the best idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and. We did not even end up meeting him. Um, they like got in their bus and it pulled away. And I was frantically waving at the bus as he drove away. And Jeremy's fingers and maybe toes were like literally turning purple
0: well my face swole do you remember my face like yes it, it's not that my face isn't oh already round but it like went like it like yeah. got hard and it went that was all scary and all bad but then like then we had to go to the game <laughs> yeah well like, then i think
1: we went to bd's like we went and got dinner yeah. and i was like baby you're not looking so good
0: please sponsor but... us please sponsor the podcast
1: <laughs> bd's <laughs> At bd's mongolian barbecue
0: I know oh my God, they need to um, but that's just like one of many crazy stories that I'm sure we'll get into during our time here today uh, through the course of our fandom which has been mostly lows not like as friends but, like, as like fans of the Columbus Blue Jackets so, like the last like, right. few years have just felt weird um so we'll talk about that a little bit um but I did want to start out like as we all know like this is a podcast that like I try to talk a little bit about like the social perspective of sport and like why it matters and so um Kelly and I talked a little bit out earlier this week um the San Diego Loyal which is a USL team at um you know uh, oh gosh no I'm t- I'm so yeah no USL <laughs> oh my gosh this is definitely a good thing this is not um not a soccer podcast or else i would get um but the usl which is like the second tier division in u.s uh soccer um the san diego loyal had a game um against phoenix where phoenix a player from phoenix um had used a slur toward a openly gay player of the San Diego Loyal. His name's Colin Martin. He actually played for Minnesota United, so he did play in the top tier of the of MLS uh, a few years ago, even actually maybe as recent as last year. I'm not 100% to be completely honest, but um, I know I follow him on, on Instagram. Like, I followed him like, on Instagram when this whole thing happened, and I was like, wait a minute, what happened? Um, but basically what happened was the team was up 3-1 to after halftime. They came out, and nothing was done. It wasn't addressed by – the opposing uh, manager of the opposing team and it wasn't addressed by the officials actually the officials when colin told the officials what had happened the officials actually thought that colin was calling them gay so they gave him a red card and kicked him out of the game (laughs) but they reverted it after obviously this became clear to them that that was not what happened and um and so nothing was addressed nothing really happened and the week before a player of the san diego loyal had also had been called the n-word on the pitch like on the field Mm. by an opposing player and at the time they didn't know that it happened until after the game and so um landon donovan who is you know one of you know u.s soccer's like most prominent uh figures over the last two decades is actually the manager of the san diego loyal and he um he actually had the team like walk off the pitch like at halftime or after halftime. So the kickoff happened and the team left and they forfeited the game. And that was pretty dope. Like, I like couldn't believe it. Like yeah. um, I'm reading about it. I'm watching it. And, and there's a really testy interaction between the manager of both teams. So Landon Donovan, and I, I'm going to be honest, I don't know the name of the Phoenix manager. I think his name is Rick something. Um, Rick, uh, Rick Chance is his name. And he, um, you know, that's testy and he's like how long have you played soccer and lana donovan's like it can't be in our game like homophobia bigotry racism. it can't be in our game which i was like if somebody there's no if actually i know that there are slurs thrown around on hockey ice oh yeah could you imagine if john tortorella and this is not shade toward john tortorella but like could you imagine if john tortorella walked out to center ice and was like we are not playing the rest of this game unless that player is held accountable for using the F-slur or the N-word or, like, things like that. Like, like, could you imagine that?
1: It's hard because, you know, a few years ago I would say, no, I could never picture that happening because he did have a stance for a while that, like, if any of his players, you know, held any protest during the National Anthem, they weren't playing. Like, he was in a bunch of them. I think that was during when he was coach of the – remind me – Like, the U.S. national team or something? Yeah, the
0: U.S. national team when they were doing the world uh, hockey. Yeah.
1: So, he had made that stance pretty clear. And um, I know now he has reversed uh, his opinion on that. But I don't know. Just the idea of it happening in hockey. I feel like if it was going to be done, I think I actually could see John Tortorella being one that does it. I mean, he is pretty fierce, like, as we all know. Um, And he, like, loves his players so much. I guess I could see it, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he would be willing to forfeit a game over it, though. I could see him speaking up about it, but just to to fully just take the L. And I think it would also be hard to convince the players to do it, you know. I don't know that hockey players, not to generalize them, but are really at that point, you know.
0: Well, and I think it's the idea of groupthink, too, right? Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. there are 20... Three, twenty-four individuals involved in that like scenario that you just like described and i just think like i think it's pretty badass and not only did landon donovan like have this you know stance and, and act upon it but the rest of the players like like you just mentioned like they agreed to walk off off the field too like i mean like yeah they, you know what i mean And i think that's part of what makes this really cool too like
1: do you even feel like I guess it's hard to say as, like, a fan and not someone who's ever been in a locker room, but I don't even know that a player would feel safe coming out as openly gay, like, in hockey. Um, Like, just the fact that that, that Colin was even, like, felt comfortable enough to come out publicly, I think, two years ago, like, I think tells you, like, a little bit of how much further ahead soccer is in terms of uh, inclusion, I guess is what I was looking
0: for. Well, and you mentioned that, too. Like, we talked about it when it happened. But when Nina West, who is a Columbus drag queen, was on RuPaul's Drag Race, the uh, Nordeca... Is that Nordeca? I, I mess it up
1: every time. I thought it was just Nordex. So I don't know.
0: Here we are. Um, but the the <laughs> This uh, is why we're fans- hockey fans. And- Correct. The fan section <laughs> had, like... <laughs> had banners, had flags, like had all that kind of stuff that like was in support of Nina West. It just also happened to Mm be in June. Right? Is that how that works?
1: Yeah. It was around I think it was right after she had been eliminated because they had her go big uh go big, go kind, go west, I think. Like her exit statement from the show they had on posters. So she had been eliminated. And I would think yeah, I think it was during Pride Month or maybe right at the start of July.
0: Yeah, and I think well I think of that and then I think of like Hockey for Everyone Nights at uh, Blue Jackets games and I'm like, the energy is so oh different. Oh my
1: gosh. The energy and is the so And the fans, different. like the replies to even the Blue Jackets like just changing their logo to rainbow is just like it makes me so angry how dramatic people are about it and you know like oh the sport's going soft or oh of course anyone can play, why do we need a whole night? And it's like that reply just proves that not everyone does to include If you feel like you have to make a big to do about it, like I just can't imagine how it must feel for people who are, you know, part of the LGBTQ plus community. Like looking at the replies that that maybe are thinking about getting into hockey and are like, well, maybe I'm not welcome, or maybe I, you know, don't want to jump into it. And it just it's like it's 2020, y'all. Like, why are we still having this problem? And it just like it's so frustrating. And it is heartwarming to see some of the players like really taking. seriously like using pride tape and you know things like that and that's always heartwarming but i feel like the fan base is just not you know it's just not there and it's sad to see
0: oh for sure well and i think so your question you know about like would would uh, a hockey player even feel comfortable in that environment um a few oh my gosh time is Oh, it wasn't even a month ago. Um, and I haven't really even gotten a chance to talk about it much on the podcast. Um, but um, a Quebec major junior hockey league player, his name is uh, Yannick Duplessis. He actually did come out earlier this month. Um, he's 17 years old. He plays uh, for the QMJHL's uh, Drummondville. Uh, oh, my God. Volt Tigers? oh I should have read that before I tried to pronounce it because I, I'm i not sure um all my QMJHL stands out there like let me know like how much, how bad I butchered that um but yeah and so like this is going to be a guy who is going to be eligible for the draft here in a couple years well actually probably next year right um and so I think but again, like I think that that's what's so fascinating, and I think about this generation, and I think about how like this is definitely going to be the generation that changes things like socially in this mm-hmm. country, and hopefully even deeper than that. And I think about like a seventeen-year-old has to be the one to do this, like to start this ball, like because so many people have like failed to create spaces where people have been comfortable enough to do it before. So like instead of this seventeen-year-old who wants to make a career of hockey and like wants to to do something with it, like feeling like he's has representation like and he feels safe like he has to be the one to start that like and that's like like you said in yeah. the year 2020 like, it's just like really like um and that's not to that's in no shape or form to um you know ridicule you know gay men who have played in the nhl who haven't come out because statistically right like i mean like they exist yeah. like they're there they're valid um and so it's fascinating to just kind of begin to unravel that and kind of see like you said you know over the course of time it it, it will change right like I mean like it will change over time because it's just gonna have to <laughs> like and I feel like yeah I feel like we're getting to a point now where like we're doing such a better job of holding people accountable for for not letting things get better at least I like to mm-hmm. think that we are like I, I like to think yeah. like um we're not afraid to be like hey like you're kind of a piece of shit for what you just said or hey like maybe you shouldn't like say this and so i like i don't know i think i don't know all that to say i don't know (laughs) Uh, but i'm hopeful i'm hopeful that you're right and i'm hopeful that things get better other reason that i really wanted to bring kelly on here is because me and kelly literally never agree on anything like we literally never (laughs) don't look at me crazy we never agree on anything
1: (laughs) we agree maybe like 25% 25% of the time not on like like serious things on like stupid things mostly hockey that's a good
0: caveat things. yeah I, I agree with you literally on everything <laughs> that matters it's the shit that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things and I'm like Kelly you're so wrong <laughs> um yeah but but Blue Jackets hockey is like one of the things that like we always like kind of argue about and like playfully like we like to talk a little bit about like you know these weird scenarios or I like I have been with Kelly or like been the one to break the news to Kelly that like her favorite players have been traded a minimum of two times, like minimum. Um, Yeah. We were on our way. So the aforementioned Steve Mason trade, um, we had just come back from a game and Kelly was with one of her friends who shall not be named. And I was with my cousin and we were riding back. Kelly dropped off, was dropping off my cousin. And, Again, Steve Mason has just been traded, and we're driving back, listening to the post game show. Like and just
1: traded, like, like that day or the day before, right? And the so, wound was fresh.
0: <laughs> I think the wound is still fresh. Um,
1: <laughs> and so she's clotting.
0: I'm. <laughs> I was not ready for you to say that. Um, <laughs> so basically, like, there's a commercial, and they always do these like hi, I'm Jeremy Paul of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to 97.1, the fan. Like, yeah, I mean, like, they would do these little things. Mm-hmm. And minding our business, all of a sudden you hear, hi, this is Steve Mason of the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> it's because they hadn't pulled his ad yet. And Kelly freaking yelled.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I screamed, maybe shed a tear or two. Your cousin is like, what's going on? Yeah, who is she she? Like, You were, like, frozen in time because you knew it was happening with me. And just didn't know how to help. Yeah, Understandably. There was no helping. <laughs> no, there truly was not. I can't. And now he's not in the league anymore. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. Well, in
0: your previous, like, okay, so before or after Steve, it was Ryan Johansson. You've got to remind me. Ugh. You've got to re- remind me how you found out about Ryan.
1: Was that, did I do that or did you? Um, I think I found out from someone in my family about that one or maybe I saw honestly I don't remember that one as much I just remember being mad and confused because like I mean it's always hard when your favorite players trade obviously and I was like Seth Jones like I don't even know who that is I've never even heard of him and right. now I'm like I'm like oh maybe we went out because Brian Johansson's kind of a not a great guy um person like as a person and uh i don't know how well he's doing over there i think he's an assistant captain now over there yeah he's I
0: fine it. i mean like i think both teams got what they needed out of that situation it's just a matter of like you're right like at the time everybody was like who in the sweet hell is Seth Jones? <laughs> because like <laughs> yeah. because if i remember right like he was playing i think nashville was stupid good defensively like i think they had like all all six of their defensemen probably could have been on a starting pair it was just like they had too mm-hmm. much. It's kind of like what we have now where, like, we have way too many goalies. like Or, Jesus, way too many defensemen. And so, it's like we need to, like, do something about that. And so, eventually, like, that's going to happen to us, too. And mm-hmm. we're going to trade away our Seth – not our literal Seth Jones, but you know what I'm saying. And then they're going to be huge somewhere else. So, can't wait for that to happen. Yeah. It'll probably happen this offseason, but we're going to get to that. Um
1: it'll be a little uh Sergei Barovsky trade if you will. The first one, not the second one. I'd to
0: say the first. I, well, there wasn't a second where one. Or he, he was he, like He just said, "Peace." Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said, "Goodbye, Columbus." He said bye. <laughs> oh my god. I I've never felt better about that situation than I do now.
1: Um I felt great in the moment because well, you know I wasn't a huge fan of his. I oh, thought yeah, he was he, overhyped
0: because he stole Steve Mason's okay. job. <laughs>
1: at at first I didn't like him because he was kind of the reason that Steve got traded but it came to be I didn't like him because he was unreliable and even when he played amazing it would never stick and especially in the playoffs and um I just didn't like him I didn't feel like he wanted to be here I felt like he was overhyped don't get me started more on this because I could go on a tangent you know I could
0: I can't wait to bring you to the game, because who knows if we'll still be living in Columbus at the time, but like, I can't wait to go to the game where his jersey gets retired in Columbus. <laughs> You're going to be so sick.
1: Uh, well, hopefully Elvis will uh, overtake all of his records and he can just be the new star.
0: I'm telling you. Okay, so I think that that's a really good segue, because over the course of the last week, we found out that the blue jackets and i know that i'm way more dramatic than you are like i'm way more in the shits like i like this is my favorite time of year this is christmas like i know that some i know that i'm gonna get hurt like i know that i'm gonna be right. in pain over the course of the next week but i can't wait for it i'm so ready <laughs> i'm so ready to be broken hearted by Yarmo Kekalina. and like i can't physically wait and so um one of the things that um has come out over the course of the last week is that he's listening to offers on both Giannis Corposalo and Ellis Morse And so basically like both of them are open, which makes sense. Like, I mean, like, I think that yeah. they're both eventually going to be number one goalies in the league. And so it's like right now when everything's weird, why not listen? Um, how do you feel about that? Like, what, what are your thoughts?
1: It's tricky because like we've talked about before, I personally kind of love the idea of just having two, awesome goalies that right. can just tan them um I know that's not what any NHL goalie is looking for a goalie in the NHL is looking to be a starter is looking to play a majority of games is not looking to split with another goalie no matter how good friends they are like that's not how you get in the record books that's not how you win the best That's no, just not how you do it so I know it's not realistic even though I kind of love how the Blue Jackets did that this season you know when we lost Bob it was kind of like up in the air like who is going to win that number one spot because Corby was kind of okay the past, the past few years as Bob's backup, but now it was like, you know, they both got to step up and um, I don't think I had seen Elvis play much before this season. And, you know, he kind of, he got his little spot to shine when Corby was hurt and then Corby came back and then Corby was a star and then Elvis was a star and then Corby was a star and it was kind of flip flop back and Mm -hmm. forth. And I love that. I mean, it was great for, our success you know in well I guess we didn't really succeed in the playoffs but you know Corpus made like history I think a few ways and you know that five overtime game and you know Elvis held his own as well so I love the tandem but I get it I get it's not gonna work and it's hard for me to come to uh what's the phrase come to terms with the fact that we probably won't start next season with both of them because I really like them both a lot. Yeah. And I think they each have their own strengths. But I think if I had to pick one to keep, I probably would pick Elvis because I think he has more of a future in Columbus. And I just – I like his style a little bit better than Corby. But I love Corby. You know, if Corby's not stays, I'm down with Corby too. So – It hurts a little
0: bit, but I understand it. Well for sure. I think okay, can I tell my fucked up Giannis Corpusala story? Yeah. Um well It's your
1: podcast. Why are you asking me permission?
0: (laughs) You're right. Um so (laughs) the biggest like we would go to and over the last few years, like I can't remember if this was after I was it would have been after I was a season ticket holder. Um but we would always meet up at these events that they would do for season ticket holders that would, they would do like fan signings and all that kind of stuff. So we walk up, like we would always pick the table that had like the players that we knew weren't going to be like stacked. And this was like year one or two of Corpusala like being Bob's backup. So like he was not the starter. Like nobody was really even thinking about that being a possibility anytime soon. And mm-hmm. First of all, we walk up and they spelled his name wrong. Like they spelled his name jo- Jonas Corpusolo, like the brothers. <laughs> um, and
1: so, <laughs> like the brothers. So he
0: grabs a, like a little placard and he's like, "Okay, like I don't, I don't know how to do an accent, like his accent." His accent. <laughs> but like you know what I mean? Like so, <laughs> he holds that up and I remember I had, I actually have it downstairs here in this house, like a wood block that I was having players sign. Well, I was running out of room on it. And I was like, Corposolo is gonna not ever be this team starter. He's not ever gonna like do this, out or the other. So they always hand out like stock well, photos. Freebies. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Jonas Corposolo shall be signing the stock photo. <laughs> Which is really messed and up And look at you. But it's even more messed up because I forget who he was there at the table with, but it definitely was somebody who I had signed the block. So I have whoever I was there with signed the block or he was there with sign the block and then I give Jonas a eight and a half by eleven picture of Nationwide <laughs> Arena with fans in it. And that he can
1: see at the end of the table. And that's yeah. the most awkward thing, like at these Blue Jackets events for people that, you know, aren't Blue Jackets fans or, you know, whatever. They put like three two to three players at a table. It's usually like one like big hotshot player and then some littler guys. And he was a littler guy at this table for sure. I feel like he <laughs> might have even been with like Seth Jones or like uh, some player like
0: you, that. You heard it here first. Giannis Corpusala, littler guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to Josh Anderson and Taylor <laughs> Dubois. Big, big guys. Big
0: guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's so good. Josh uh,
1: Anderson. Oh, yeah, do you want to talk you, about Rose him? I mean, he's no, not wait. dead, but he's he's probably going to get traded. No, do you want to hear about
0: this? Hold on. So I was listening what? to. What. <laughs> I was listening to. Uh, oh God, uh, thirty-one thoughts with Elliot Friedman, um, who is uh, on Sportsnet, and they do a podcast every Friday. And so I was listening to it, and when they got to Columbus's section of, um, there were some interesting things that I found, and, and you're going to love one of these. But one of the things is that Josh Anderson wants a long-term contract here.
1: I saw that and Jeremy Paul, I screamed. I screamed because I love him. He's the love of my life. Visually, I think he is gorgeous. He's like six foot a million. He's so freaking <laughs> tall. And I mean, I think he's a great player. He's like the new age Jared bowl in my opinion. um You know, he can score, but he's mostly like just there to beat people up for their wrongdoings, if you will, I'm the enforcer good. of the team. And I feel like that his presence was like definitely missed in the like last quote unquote half of the series or the season. I mean, in the playoffs, like I didn't feel like we were that aggressive and he's kind of that person for us. And uh, yeah, I love Josh Anderson. I wanted I- to stay here so bad.
0: Well, I think like, but that's, what's interesting is like, this is something that, we're not used to where it's like the team doesn't want the deal like the number of years that the player wants it's usually yeah. the opposite usually the blue Jackets are like please stay longer and they're like <laughs> actually no um i'll take that yeah. one year contract, <laughs> please. well right and so it's well, like for a player to be like give me an eight-year contract Yarmo's like hold on what <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> he's like i don't say know that about again. that dog i don't know about that
0: so that that was one of the interesting things. And then on top of that, they were talking about Pierre-Luc Dubois and his contract negotiations and how opposite the, the team wants to sign Homeboy as long as they possibly can for as little money as humanly possible, which makes sense. But he's like, actually, <laughs> I think yeah. I, I do really think that he wants to stay here, but I think he's playing like money moves, right? Because like if he signs an eight-year deal right now where like the salary cap isn't moving, like it's staying low – His number is going to be a lot lower than it should be probably in, like, two or three years. You know what I mean? Like, he should be making more money then. But that got me thinking, like, that actually could be good for the Blue Jackets.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, because, listen, here's
0: my thought. Like, they're not going to have a ton of money to work with. Like, and so if he signs a two- or three-year deal that doesn't – he'll still be a restricted free agent when it's over, and then he can sign a long-term deal but he does it for less money. That means that we're going to have two or three years of a lower salary cap hit from him. And then we could throw in a piece or two that maybe we couldn't have before. If he would have signed his like long-term deal then. And so yeah. I wonder if like, I mean, no, that's like, I just wonder if that is oh. like the way. No, you're good.
1: <laughs> I was going to say like, I see him as like a core player of this team for like a franchise player, if you will. Like I see that for him and I just think, I always think it's so wild to think back to when he was drafted and how everyone was, like, in shock that Yarmulke and drafted him third overall over um, Jesse puglia Okay, but have you seen the Pronunciation. I have. Um, but, yeah, I just – it's just wild about – I just hope with his negotiations that he doesn't turn into a Ryan Johansson, if you will, where the fans um, – so when Ryan Johansson was up for – you know contract whatever mm-hmm. he, he like really held out for money um i know you know this this is just for the listeners that might not be blue jacks fans oh yeah all. um he held out for a long time like through camp like maybe even a few preseason games if i remember right it was
0: it was a he wanted his
1: money honey and he got it but a lot of fans were really like, got really bad taste in their mouth for him after that because it just made him look really greedy and like he cared more about the money than playing for Columbus, which, yeah, I don't think it's a really fair criticism because he knew what he was worth and he was worth a lot of money at the time. And if they weren't giving it to him, then I think he has every right to negotiate. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's just me being a, you know, logical fan and not a fan that only cares about their emotions. And Wait, you have
0: their fans like
1: you? Logic? What? Hello? I don't know her. But I'm just. <laughs> i'm just hoping that doesn't happen with pld because i think i think almost all fans probably love him a lot right now especially after the playoffs where he was insane um after getting screamed at by john Tornarella on oh the bench God. that's
0: such an intense like i think about that often like <laughs>
1: yeah i um, want to know what he said because it did something because he turned that thing up to 11
0: no doubt probably like criticized yeah. Putin right now um <laughs> <laughs> like oh my gosh no I, um, I don't know I just like well then there are other issues at play like what's going to happen with Alexander Wenberg.
1: Mm-hmm. I have a really
0: once we get to the hot takes portion of our evening I have a really hot take <laughs> for you. Um, okay, but yeah so that's about all. But then the other rumor that was on this that I wanted to drop before um we got into our like little hot takes moment is I. Apparently Florida is interested in Ryan Murray.
1: You know what? Fly him on down, I was gonna <laughs> pay for his ticket. This I'm is one of the southwest things, right now.
0: The way you're flying him southwest, that's so funny.
1: Um, <laughs> I can put him on spirit. He wants spirit, he's on spirit.
0: Well, this is one of the things that me and Kelly disagree on too. Cause like, I think Ryan Murray, I am not like buying a Ryan Murray jersey tomorrow. Like, don't get me wrong. But Ryan Murray is like a good hockey player, but Kelly cannot. (laughs) Kelly cannot stand Ryan Murray. I, I can understand.
1: I just can't. I don't think he's good. I, it below, okay. I should not say that. I should be more fair. He is not a bad hockey player. Okay. It's here, it's on the record. Ryan Murray is an okay hockey player, but I still don't like him. I don't Wait. think he's great. Yes,
0: didn't we go to what was the one restaurant that we went to, and they had um, celebrity bartenders, right?
1: <gasps> oh, yes. Yeah, you and your brother
0: went. You and Kyle. Shout out Kyle.
1: Um, Shout out Cobbling.
0: <laughs> and we were there and it was Duclair. it was zach yeah zach Duclair, ryan murray Mhm. and we all got <laughs> the, the three of us had two drink tickets and mm-hmm. i was like well kelly sure is not gonna go to ryan murray's drink station and i didn't know what mm-hmm. kyle was i didn't know what kyle was gonna do but I was like, I have to go give my drink ticket to Ryan Murray because no, like this entire group is not going to do it. And so, like, wasn't he, like, in the middle, too? Like, he was not. No, yeah, like-
1: so that was the worst part. Is I think Zach was <laughs> first, and then it was Ryan Murray, and then it was Anthony Declair. So, at the time, Zach Lorenzi was my favorite NHL player, or favorite Blue Jacket player. He is no longer, but I will not get into that. Zach Lorenzi was my favorite player, and so I went to him, and then it was Ryan Murray, and then it was Duclair and it was just kind of like a single-file line. I think with the idea that you get one from each player maybe. It wasn't like a walk up to whoever you want. It was like um uh, like a queue full on. And it was also in the middle of a restaurant and it was so packed. This was pre-quarantine obviously. This was like last winter. And we went to Zach Wierenski, and then we are standing there waiting in line and it wasn't moving and we were just standing in front oh of Oh my Green, god, and yeah. We were like, <laughs>
0: Okay. Oh my god! I forgot all about that aspect of I think it. This yeah, this is the
1: second time we went through. Because the first time, I do think you got one from the. This was the second time, and none of us were getting anything from him. We were just like, "Hey, how's it going?" Oh
0: my god! Oh my I, god!
1: And Kyle was my brother. Was really trying to. He was like, "Just, just give him your ticket." Just, <laughs> but I wouldn't. I don't like him. God, that was and so I refused. Funny. Yeah
0: remember i almost bought that anthony declaire jersey like i almost bought like you jersey did. off of his back because it was like an auction and i think that, like what it was only like 350 dollars and i was like an nhl jersey like to buy a jersey is like 270 Fine. so i was like that's really not that bad but then it got up to like 400 and i was like yikes you gotta go yeah oh my god um but no i feel like this is a great moment for us to get into our hot takes like i told kelly i said come up with like your craziest blue jackets ideas like and it doesn't necessarily need to be like proposals but it's just like ideas right like um Mm -hmm. and i'll do you want to start or do you want me to start i'll let you start actually
1: how many do you have i have three
0: i have one right now
1: oh i think i went a little too bold
0: no it's okay (laughs) mine,
1: mine are all what you what one could refer to as trades um i will not say they are trades One could refer to them as trades. I love that. Okay. Yeah. The first one, all right, is Alex Petrangelo for a firm handshake and a nice salute.
0: You're crazy. What thoughts? (laughs) There's no way, like, there's no way that we would spend so much money.
1: A firm handshake is worth. Okay, you're talking. We would be winning that trade.
0: I get what you're saying. So, yeah, I'm thinking of the fact that he's like a free agent, that he's like leaving St. Louis. That's where my mind went. Um, I would definitely trade for a firm handshake. Who am I shaking hands with?
1: Your choice. You know, you got Tortorella, you got Yarmo, JD will bring him back. Didn't he go somewhere else? John Davis? Yeah, New York, yeah. We'll bring him back. We'll bring Bill Zito back. Anyone you want. You can shake their hand, and they'll salute you. And you get to play in Columbus, Ohio, a hockey city.
0: A hockey town, USA i'm literally in i'm literally in detroit right now and i said that and i'm I'm afraid like i'm looking around for like a random red wing that's just gonna like walk up and just like beat my ass um there
1: is actually like a little laser on your forehead
0: um oh my god yeah this is the end (laughs) thank you all
1: um (laughs) thank you guys for tuning in to line change podcast i'm your new host
0: yeah you're gonna have to take it over um yeah no i i mean i would actually like to see somebody like alex but i mean i would like to see somebody with a name like a name recognition like play within columbus do you know what i mean like yeah and not like to me like half of this roster are like people like that but like i'm talking about like the random you know western canada like western canada fan who has no freaking idea who oliver bjorkstrand is right like that's to me like who i'm thinking of like
1: yeah. So, like we need a crossy, know. we need Novechkin. yeah we need a McDavid, like a one like one name and someone will go, Oh, great player. And like I think in Ohio and maybe even in the Metro Division, I think there are players like that. Like I think Nick folio is definitely one of them. Um Brandon Dubinsky, I think Seth or I didn't mean to say Brandon Dubinsky. I meant to say Pierre Luc Dubois. Yeah, you Brandon, know what? Why not? Brandon Dubinsky, <laughs> hockey guy. <laughs> Big hockey guy. I think both Seth Jones and Zacharensky have definitely earned their, uh, their names in that list as well in recognition. So That's fair. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we're taking Alex Petrangelo for the firm handshake. I'm down for that. Um, yeah. Okay, so this isn't really a trade, but this is my hot take. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Alexander Wenberg will be a Pittsburgh Penguin next year.
1: I mean, not the idea of him leaving, at the idea of him being on the Pittsburgh
0: Penguin. 100% it's going to happen that way. He's either going to be a Pittsburgh Penguin or a New York Ranger. I would bet on that Why?
1: Right why do we lose all of our players to other Metropolitan teams?
0: Well, and this – I'm not even against the Blue Jackets buying out Alexander Weinberg and letting him go to free agency. Like, I, there's no role for him on this team anymore, and he makes $4.9 million. If we buy him out, we only pay him $400,000. And let me tell you that if Yarmulke Kalina walked up to my house with a check for $400,000, I would thank him very politely. Um, <laughs> but, like <laughs> – um,, Same. but you know what I mean, like it's just like we have to get rid of him. We can't afford to keep him on the roster, so like and nobody's gonna trade for him because, like why would you want to pay him four point nine million dollars? Nobody would ever want to do that, so we're gonna buy him yeah. out, and Pittsburgh needs a third line third line center. New York needs a third line center. He will sign with either one of those teams. I know it. I know it, and guess what, guess what he's gonna score twenty five goals. <laughs> he's gonna have 40 assists he's gonna have a 65 point season next year mark my words y'all can come back to episode seven of lion change the hockey podcast and tell me i was wrong like
1: he's like gonna be the next wild bill i feel like where like we gave him up in the free or uh, the, bestie. In the lottery is that the right word the lottery yeah for well, the big Golden nights yeah, yeah yeah oh my god you're right they were besties what if they both just like had that trajectory trajectory
0: I know. I would love that for them.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah, we love that for them. But yeah, um, I was gonna say something. Oh, I was just gonna say that uh, him and Henrik Lundqvist could just be buyout buddies. They could just hang out,
0: be friends, like just hang out. (laughs) I mean, they're gonna be a lot. There are gonna be a lot of people that get bought out, and I think that's gonna be interesting to pay attention to. Also, like, what I think, like New York. This is the crazy part. So I'm pretty sure. There might only be three players that the Blue Jackets have bought out in like the last like five years. Can you name them? Go for it. Try it.
1: Nathan Horton. Um, no,
0: we didn't buy him out. He went on. Oh, we IR. didn't. No.
1: <laughs> oh, um, um, okay. Let me think. Um, okay, in the last how many years?
0: Like five. Yeah, f-
1: five to seven. Oh, baby, you're about to expose me. Um, That's okay. okay. <sighs> let me think. Jeff Carter.
0: No, we traded his ass. <laughs>
1: That's how we got Jack Johnson. I genuinely guy. do not know. I really but, thought we did buy out Nathan Horn, but I guess you're right. Yeah.
0: Um. No, it was Scott Hartnell.
1: We bought him out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: No and then Fetter Tooten.
1: Oh, I didn't know we bought him out. Yeah. I thought you said there were five players. Or you said there were two players.
0: I said there are three. Well, I'm including. I think I might have said there are three players in the last five years because I'm already including Alexander oh. Wenberg in that list.
1: See my brain heard five players and I'm sitting there thinking. Never that.
0: Well there might be. I don't <laughs> But those are the ones I can think of. Um But yeah, so that's my like that's my bold I've prediction as far as that goes. Like because there's no there's no I love way. that your
1: predictions are actually good and and valid and mine are
0: I love ridiculously
1: them, stupid.
0: No, I love them. Um, Hit me with your next one. Yeah.
1: Okay, well one of them um this is a good one. You know, I can really see this happening. So Tyson Berry Ooh. and Austin Matthews. Oh, God. For Brandon Dubinsky. Uh,
0: okay. Actually, let's talk about that idea, though. Not, it would never work with Austin Matthews. But <laughs> there there is the possibility but of a team. They would get
1: Brandon Dubinsky.
0: Okay. And, and actually, that is more <laughs> valuable than you're giving credit for. Because then that's like, that's cap room. Because okay, because they put him on long-term IR. And so they don't have to, like... And this is not him. to
1: say... This is not to say that he's a bad player. It's just the no. fact that he will, likely never play ever again because he is so severely injured.
0: Yeah, right. Well, I, love I think him. that's what... Oh, me too. I, that actually makes me so sad. Like, he's one of those people that I think I, I actually wanted to be here.
1: Yeah, he was such a good... Good guy, and, uh, yeah. But it's it also try to sadden. put
0: try to put him into the equation again, right? Like, where would you even put him? Like, yeah, where would you even, like... He can't. Like, I don't even know what would happen... Like, there's no way yeah
1: well um, I feel like he was also like a huge part of helping Tortorella like transition into coaching the team because he did play under Tortorella when he was in New York and I think that I mean I don't know that Tortorella needed help but I think it might have been really helpful for the other players to you know because he was an assistant captain to kind of have that leadership from someone who has put on a Tortorella before because as we all know he's a very unique type of coach is he and I just wonder how things would have gone without Dubinsky, even though I'm pretty sure they maybe didn't get along very well, Torrell and Dubinsky. Ah. But you know what? I, I'm not going to say whether they did or not because I don't know that. But, Fair. yeah, I'll miss him. No matter what happens with him, I will miss him because, like you said, like I really do think he genuinely loved playing for Columbus and mm-hmm. living in Columbus. Like, yeah, he was one of those guys, like a Foligno-Atkinson type guy.
0: Our guys. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm trying to think of which one I should hit you with next. Um, okay. Here's one.
1: Oh, wait. You never finished your thing about Tyson Berry.
0: Oh, I'm into it. Like, I, like I'm into trading. If I had to guess, um, well, here's the thing, though, is, like, you have to compensate somebody for taking that kind of a pick. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like Or, like, so we would probably have to trade somebody, like, a first-round pick to also take Brandon Dubinsky but i don't hate the idea of that like i don't hate that i'm into that austin matthews though i have an austin matthews jersey piece of garbage do you yeah he was well it was because like so my mom and i went across so like detroit is like milliseconds away from windsor so like we walked Mm -hmm. we walked we we drove um through the windsor tunnel over to caesar's uh we gambled i won like yeah caesar's windsor i thought you said steezers no never that (laughs) and i won like i won like 300 and i told my mom i was like well there was a mall down the road that we were planning on going to and like we were in there and Mm -hmm. i was like i wanted i want to start collecting hockey jerseys at some point i'm just too broke to do it right now but i had this 300 canadian dollars hello um i love their money it's so good like love that conversion rate yeah
1: yeah
0: that too but um so i uh went to the sporting goods store that they had in the mall and they had like authentic jerseys and I was like what a better way like there's no better way to start a hockey collection like jer- a jersey collection than in Canada right and buying a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey and so I was trying I was so stuck on who I wanted to buy I actually really almost bought a Mitch Marner jersey but like because he hadn't resigned yet I was kind of on edge about it I was like mm-hmm. no um I thought about John Tavares, because, but I was like, I, I really kind of hate what he did to New York. So I was like, no. Um, so yeah, I went with Austin Matthews. I think Matthews
1: is a solid choice. And and I then, think when you and I were in Windsor a little over a year ago, I think you looked at the jerseys and told yeah. me that you were thinking about getting one.
0: Well, and then a couple weeks after I bought that jersey, he got like, arre- Not maybe not arrested, but like. Arrested? You don't remember this where he like mooned that woman who like. No. Oh my God. Yeah. So it was like, I think it was i want to say housekeeping like a housekeeping woman um who was working like at i don't know if it was at a hotel or I don't, I don't know where it was but he like she was like saying something to them about being like belligerent or being stupid and he was an asshole and like pulled his pants down he didn't pull his underwear down but like pulled oh his like gosh. pants down and like flashed his ass at her so yeah and then he oh was gosh. nominated then he was nominated for an award that was like most like leadership award or like character Mm. award whatever the was it the master's masterton no i don't know but um, you're asking
1: the wrong person
0: i know i'm sorry so yeah (laughs) anyway i don't want to be a blue jacket um that's our
1: take
0: so i think that rick nash will be the next general manager of the columbus blue jackets
1: Hmm. okay i'm down with it i mean I, as thought. you know i've had a bumpy i've had bumpy feelings on rick nash I I have, <laughs> i've loved him i have truly like hated him despised him and it wasn't because he left it was because i met him once and he was a jerk um well, i met him multiple times but this one time i met him he was really rude and then he left and then i was like whatever i hate rick nash and then i mean i was a kid when he left i think he left i guess i wasn't really a kid but I, he left when i was in maybe early high school late middle school and I didn't really know any better I just was I just heard that he was like he hated Columbus and I was like you hate Columbus I hate you because again was a child and but then I really I like grew to have like a really fond respect for him and like all he did for Columbus and then when he retired and he came back I was like you know what Rick Nash you're pretty you're a pretty good guy so yeah, I can get no on board doubt. with With that hot
0: take. Well, my thought is like I think that they'll move Yarmo up to like what John Davidson's old role was, like the president of Mm -hmm. hockey operations. And that Rick will elevate up to the general manager spot. So Yarmo would still be there and like still be like kind of with the shits and like kind of in not in charge, but well, I guess in charge, but you know what I mean? So that's kind of where I think that's gonna go. That's my hot take.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yarmo was so one of a kind, I truly cannot see the current Blue Jackets without him, like the moves he makes, I don't, I can I will never question him because every never time once. I do, he proves me wrong, and it's just not worth it at this point. And like I said earlier, I think the first real time was when he drafted Pierre Dubois over Jesse Plewierby, and everyone's like, "Oh, don't move!" And now we all see where Plewierby is and we see where PLD is. So, right. that's all well, I'm I, saying.
0: No doubt. All right, hit me with your next one
1: this is actually my last one okay yes. um this is maybe my hottest of the takes you know i love okay? hot takes. so mr Braden holpy okay my baby boy my one of the only players not on a blue jacket so i truly love yeah he's a great I think ally he's a, he is an amazing person and i think he's one of the greatest goalies of generation and it's like hard to cheer for him as he's on another metropolitan team but I do it anyway because I love him okay so he's a free agent we know this and we get him and this isn't a trade but as a thank you we give the Washington Capitals old defunct Columbus Blue Jackets mascot boomer (laughs) and the Columbus Blue Jackets emergency backup goalie (laughs) I'm Hot into take. that. I actually I think both teams win. I think it's great. I
0: only want Boomer.
1: You only like, want, want Ebug?
0: I want Boomer so bad. I think oh. about it often. Are you joking? Uh, that is the <laughs> best mascot. Like that, are you I would pay so many doll hairs to watch Boomer and Gritty just like Oh, beat the hell out of each other.
1: I don't appreciate how Gritty gets all this attention and Boomer got none, okay? Like, I love Stinger, and I would never want Boomer to replace Stinger, but Boomer held his own. He held from the ceiling. Like, no other mascot can do that except for maybe Gritty, but Boomer did not get the respect he deserved, and now he um just, like, probably lives in a closet somewhere crying, so thanks Joe, for oh that my
0: gosh I, I i like to think that one day maybe and here's another thing that we disagree on you hate the third jerseys i love the third jerseys um <laughs> if they ever make that like their primary moment which actually tomorrow no to,
1: ma'am wait
0: so today is the, the podcast is out today on monday wink um but monday they're releasing um the 20th uh anniversary jerseys i don't know if it's like I, I, I don't know if it's just gonna be a patch or if it's gonna be like a different jersey but
1: i hope it's a different jersey altogether because i, I mean, love I having really, no really, money i adore our main primary logo i think it's one of the most creative in the nhl even though it, i don't think it's it the respect it deserves but i don't think the blue jackets in general get the respect they deserve but especially this logo i just think is so cool and i think our original logo was really smart too like The graphic designer really did that. It's up there with like the New Jersey Devils is also one of my favorites um, designs. I think it's cool. And also hot take. I love the Seattle Kraken logo. I think it's it's so so cool. And like the reveal video, especially when they revealed it, my brother was like, Oh, I think it's kind of ugly. It's kind of boring. I sent him the video and he's like, Oh, just kidding. It's cool. Like it's really neat. And I like it a lot. But yeah, don't don't love the third jersey. Not not a huge fan. I think it's a little boring. So I think? would love a New Jersey.
0: What do you think of nope, um, What do you think of Vegas' new third jersey?
1: I haven't seen it. Let me oh, give God. it a Goog.
0: Go right now, do the live react.
1: Golden. Why did I type golden Vegas Knights? My brain. Amazing. New
0: Jersey. You, you are so smart. New Jersey? Oh, I thought that- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no dumbass. I said Vegas. <laughs> no. Live cut to me. It's the, like the actual dumbass.
1: This metallic gold?
0: Yeah, it's like straight up gold. Like it's like gold chested and like gold armed.
1: Um, it's giving me Pittsburgh penguins a little bit and I'm not loving it.
0: It's giving me Nashville um, Predators when they did do you remember when Adidas mm, like first came out and everybody was like, What in the sweet fuck did <laughs> did Nashville just do?
1: Yeah, it was so
0: bad. It was so bad.
1: Yeah, um, I can't say I love it. Why are they doing it?
0: I mean, I guess just have a third jersey and make a couple bucks. I don't, I mean, like... It's not
1: that different. The logo is the same.
0: I wish they would have done... Don't they have, like, the one that's, like, the sword facing down with, like, the two... It's, like, a star. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I
1: was going to say, I feel like there's another logo. That jersey doesn't look any different.
0: All right, so Except for the
1: goldness.
0: All right, so us out. Um... Fellow NHL uh, franchises. Why did I say fellow? Like we are also an NHL franchise. Basically, hire <laughs> hire Kelly and I to design your to d- design your jerseys. Um, because it's a good Graphic time. design
1: is my passion. My passion. So. Yeah, one hundred percent.
0: Everybody's gonna be like, "This man is an idiot" because they haven't heard me interact with you before, and this is like how we talk to each other. Um,
1: this is what I bring out.
0: Okay, so the one. Okay, so the trade, like the one trade that I have in my dome.
1: This is a real one, not my yeah. This is like
0: a real life trade. Okay. Like, this is like a, and I needed to tell so me what you. I put my,
1: put my thing and brain on. It was on a nap. Okay, I'm ready.
0: Get into it. Okay, so on a nap. We're getting Johnny Goudreau out of this. Okay. We're trading. Jonas Corposalo, David Savard, and a first round draft pick.
1: Hmm. Okay. So, okay. Well, here are my uh, my immediate thoughts as this is an audio only and not visual podcast. You said Jonas Corposalo. I had a shocked face. Correct. Then you said David Savard and I had a, hmm, okay face. And then you said first round draft pick and I was neutral because I don't Understand the value of a draft pick. I'm gonna be honest. I never have. Not that I don't think it's valuable. I just can't comprehend that in my little dumb woman brain because I'm a woman. Oh my god! Stop. Um, <laughs> it's just I have never found drafting that interesting, or maybe it's just because our team has never really been that high up on the list. And not that that means that being low on the list means you won't get a great player, because right. of course teams do. But this, I saw the draft has never really been a big. Part of the Blue Jackets um, history, besides like the big players I can remember getting drafted are Rick Nash, Zach Wawrenski, and Pierre Dubois. Um, I think we also drafted Cam Atkinson, but I mean, I'm sure we drafted more than them, but those are the ones I really remember. Well, and here's I the know thing. Cam Atkinson also we drafted.
0: We draft a lot of our team is drafted like from like us, like we drafted them. It's just a matter of like none of them are first round, but, like Oliver Bjorkstrand, we drafted it in the third round um Mm -hmm. boone jenner we drafted um wenberg cam um gabriel carlson which that's kind of a flop ryan murray ryan murray other than rick nash is the highest draft pick in blue jackets history. he was drafted second overall um and that's
1: who we pick
0: well and apparently so there was like drama about this apparently like i was sorry ryan murray i (laughs) yeah he listens um
1: (laughs) i just need to make sure that Everyone knows I don't hate Ryan Maria as a person. Okay,
0: it's out there. Okay, listen to this, though, which is nuts, nuts to me. So mm-hmm. last year was the first year that the Pittsburgh Penguins drafted a player in the first round since 2014.
1: Okay. They did not have
0: a first-round pick in five years.
1: That's a lot of years.
0: It's a lot of years. And that's where I'm like, and in two thousand nineteen they had five draft picks. Two thousand and eighteen they had four draft picks. And like so it's just like there are teams that do this, but then they're like they're like prospect pool sucks, but like they win because then they do crazy shit during the regular season to trade for people and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm just like I, I think there's some value to what you're saying. I mean like I the Like, the likelihood of somebody getting drafted 21st overall, because that's where the Blue Jackets would pick this year,
1: and mm-hmm. being
0: elite is low.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just – the draft – I mean, so in terms of hockey fanness, I wouldn't say I'm a casual fan, but I wouldn't say I'm a diehard. I follow every team. I know every player. I know all their stats. I wouldn't say I'm there either. And I think I fall a little below the middle of between those two because um, I do know I mean I know a lot of the players I don't know the ins and outs of them but I really do not follow prospects it's just not something that interests me and maybe it should but it just doesn't I don't know why it never has um, and maybe that makes me a bad fan but you know what uh, I still have season tickets so I think I'm a pretty good fan
0: I, agree. I, think, I think you are a great fan uh, so I just found a I website. think I used
1: to be better but you know well, things yeah. happen
0: that that they do i just found a website that like tells you like oh like what overall draft pick like who was drafted in that slot and it only goes to 2013 so whoever edits um my com, hey um bunch, <laughs> um i as much as i wish it were still 2013 <laughs> um it's not
1: Um oh my god i'd be in high school how crazy
0: yeah, yeah, same. Oh, my God, we knew each other then.
1: Well, it depends on what time of the year, because I would either be ending my senior year of high school or starting my freshman year of college. But Come
0: on, Brockport. The um, details.
1: Yeah, right. No um, shout-out to Brockport. <laughs> Anti-shout-out to Brockport. In
0: 2009, the Blue Jackets drafted John Moore.
1: Oh, I remember him. And he
0: was 21st overall. That's the only time the Blue Jackets have ever drafted 21st overall. Well, uh, let me rephrase. Hold
1: up. Yes.
0: No go off. No I, you said hold up. I held up.
1: <laughs> I my brain. My brain is working in overdrive. I got some steam coming out of my ears um around it. the headphones. Um John Moore I'm just thinking about the Rangers and for some reason my brain was thinking we got him from the Rangers, but now I'm remembering that we gave him to the Rangers.
0: Yeah, that was uh when we got Marianne for Gabrick. Dubinsky. No, wait. Oh,
1: Gabrick Okay. Yeah,
0: we got Dubinsky as a return for Nash
1: okay yeah, yeah you're right we did a lot of trades with new york for a hot minute well i, don't that why was, I remember like well i think the rangers was all when we, were,
0: we were still in the west right would that have been still been when we were in the west because like i
1: think so yeah
0: because we traded a lot with philadelphia and we traded a lot with new york
1: yeah and ever since we've right. gone to
0: the east we've traded a shit ton with uh, chicago have we yeah we well we got
1: that's right sod and then we got panarin sod. Sadida, if you will. Saturday,
0: do, do, do,
1: do.
0: <laughs> I forgot you and Kyle used to do that. Um, but yeah. anyway, this uh, this trade that I had mentioned that got us on the tangent yeah. of first round picks. Your thoughts? Do you accept it? Like is what I'm saying. Like, sorry.
1: Oh, <laughs> again, the brain and the smoke. Um, it um for for Gaudreau. You know, I'm not sure if I do accept that because I think hot take from me on your hot take is I think Corposalo is worth as much as Johnny Grito is worth. I don't think they should get I don't think they should get Allo, Savard and a pick. That seems like a lot because, like I said previously, I'm not really like a diehard diehard live breathe eat sleep hockey, but I used to be, and well, I won't get into that, but. I don't think I hear his name as much anymore, Kadro. When he was drafted and when he was new, I remember him being like the guy to watch. And I don't hear that as much anymore. And maybe that's partially because we're in the Eastern, he's in the Western. But I feel like he used to be like the guy, especially in the All Star game and like the All Star uh, skills competition, like that's why when he shined and I just feel like he's fizzled out a little bit in terms of like league wide recognition if yeah, you will
0: and, well i think that's also partially calgary like do you know what i mean like i think Calgary yeah. is just kind of like but <laughs> like who yeah. knows uh, well
1: so how would how would you make the argument for this because i'm having to say why i don't but why do you think it makes sense
0: well i think so i think you need to trade corpus Allo this year like and i think everything that you said about like Merz being somebody that you think is going to have a more successful career here in Columbus. Like I agree with that. I, I think also like, can you name a player with personality that's played for the Columbus Blue Jackets?
1: Yeah.
0: You thought way too long about it, which proves my point. Like, there's never been, there's never <laughs> the been a question some, mark. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, there's never been yeah? anybody who, who you're like, Oh yeah. Like name association. Like that's, he, like, do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not even talking for, like, you and me. Like, we know that there are personalities on the team. Like, we know that they're like, we get it. But I'm talking about, like, the person who watches maybe, like, a hockey game a year, like, who, like, will go to a game because their, you know, work, let, like, gave them tickets to go to one. Like, they're still going to know who Elvis Merzlikens is because of his personality and all that kind of stuff. And his name's freaking Elvis. Like, I just think of, like, that's, like, the most exciting player we've ever had in Columbus. And I feel Um, like we we can't.
1: I don't think I agree with that last statement, but I do think he is.
0: Well, not yet. I mean, like, he's year one. I think, like, in five years, Elvis Merzlikens will be the most exciting. Like, I'm not saying the best. Like, I'm saying, like, the most exciting. And so I think, like, for that reason, you keep him. But I think also, like, you just said, like, a few, a few, like, segments ago, like, Jonas Corbusalo, like, killed it in the playoffs. Like, I don't think he's ever going to be that good again. Like, I don't think he's ever going to, like, do those kind of things again like or be this like like oh my god like wow and like there are a lot of goalies that are on the market like Brayden Holby's on the market like he's gonna play some like um somewhere that isn't Washington so like people could sign him but I think like Jonas Corbisalo is making so little money in the role Mm -hmm. and because he just got re-signed by the Blue Jackets for two years and I'm like who is who is stupid enough to not try to trade for him right now
1: Right, yeah, he's really at the peak of his tradability, if you will. Um, And I feel similarly
0: about David Savard. Same mm way.
1: I love David Savard. I
0: think, okay, do you want me to hurt you?
1: Yeah. No, but, yeah.
0: Either David Savard or Boone Jenner will not be Blue Jackets next year.
1: Why do you say Boone Jenner? I, well, for one, are think, you talking about this upcoming season or the season after that? No, this like
0: upcoming season, like the 21 okay. season, like because I don't like, I think that if it allows them to get an asset, they will throw Boone in as a sweetener because Boone is like, like he's not a, like a goal scorer, like necessarily, but he like drives the four check in a way that's re- like he is a hot commodity. And I think, especially if they re sign Josh Anderson. Like, I think that Josh Anderson does a lot of what Boone does, but I think Josh does it better than Boone. And I think that, like, we're going to have too – we're going to have too many of, like, that player. Like, we're not going to have, like – and if it means that we have to get rid of one of those players to get a goal score, I I think Jarmo will do it. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I mean – I think, like, I pretty much agree with what you said. Like, I think Boone Jenner is a great asset, but I don't think he's a unique asset. I don't think he's someone that we can't get from other players. Or, like, if he has three things, I don't think that we can't get, you know, one from this player, one from this player, one from this player, to make up for what we would lose in getting rid of him. And, like, we saw in the playoffs, like, we really need offensive power. Like, defense is there. She's good. Goalies are there. Offense – very hot and cold. I wouldn't say not there, but I wouldn't say there either. Because there are games where it's like on fire and then there's games like the Toronto Maple Leaf series. Yeah. Was like a good example of that. Like going from what, like four or five goals getting shut out the next game. Like it just
0: and it's weird how yeah.
1: they flip flop like that.
0: Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. So the last Basically, I'm stressed out for this week, right? Like,
1: <laughs> and the draft is next week, right? On the fourteenth.
0: No, it's it's Tuesday. It's it's
1: it's Tuesday.
0: Yeah, and then free agency starts Friday, girl.
1: Girl, what? Girl, yes. Hold on. <laughs> Hold
0: on. That's why it's I'm all about goodness. to hit the fan because they're gonna have to like they're gonna have to buy out or trade Wenberg before free agency starts. They're gonna have to do that I'm also before Googling they can.
1: doing it. Girl, I
0: promise. I've been looking. I have this circle on my calendar. (laughs) The draft is
1: Tuesday and Wednesday.
0: The first round's Tuesday, and I think rounds like two through seven are all on uh, Wednesday.
1: Right. I think it was next week.
0: And then free agency opened on Friday at noon.
1: My brain. New York Rangers number one pick. Could have been us. If we hadn't beat those dang Maple Leafs.
0: I'm so glad I don't have to learn how to say his name whom Uh why would you ask? I just said I don't know how to say his name. Um Alexa, uh, uh Lafren Lafrenier Lafrenier Yes. <laughs> <I don't
1: know.
0: laughs> sure. Um but yeah. So this week will be fun. Oh, La Lef-
1: Lafrenier. Yeah. Her, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's going to be the number 1 overall pick for sure.
1: Oh, honey, no. I'm not looking at the right person. <laughs> And looking at Alex Laferriere, who is a director. Movie's oh. called Something Remote in Lake Windfall. But there's pictures of the hockey players, so Google. Failed you. Come get yourself. Yeah.
0: Um okay, so here here's my last like question to you. I'm ready. If I told you that you could only keep five blue jackets on this team, who would you pick?
1: Okay, first of all. That's a wild question to ask me. Okay. Second of all, um, it would be Elvis. Where's lekins, Obviously. Um, it would be Seth Jones. Obviously. Hot take though, not Zakharensky. Hot take. Okay. Not no personal feelings aside. I'm just talking about gameplay. Yes, he's an amazing defenseman, but Nah, he's not. Just, he's not an
0: amazing. He's he is. A offensive defenseman, which gets like so much more clout, I Mm -hmm. think, than it should. Like, because we just have really shit forward play. That's aggressive. We don't have shit forward play, but like, we don't score goals. And so, like, we rely on him to help us score goals. But you take that out of the equation. Like, if we have goal scorers, we don't, yeah, no. So keep going. I don't, so far, so good.
1: Okay. Well, and also, it's like, what part of his success is also from playing on a line with Seth Jones, you know? Like, yeah. to play with someone that strong. And it's, like, I think Zach has, like, certain skills. Like, his puck handling, when he's not making horrible turnovers, is, like, really amazing sometimes, yeah. as is Seth Jones. Um, but, yeah, so I've got Elvis, and i got Seth Jones. Okay. Um, I, I got to pick our captain, Mr. Nicholas Foligno. I I cannot – I okay. really feel like – is he the best player on the team? No. But I truly feel like he's the heart of that team. I – Could not think of a better captain of that team. Like, he's just everything for me. He really does it for me. Um, Pierre Dubois, Mr. PLD. Yes, ma'am. Mr. P.L. Dubois. Um, So who's that for? Hmm, who would be my fifth? I feel like I need to pick another defenseman. And you know what? I'm going with it. I am picking Mr. Can you guess?
0: Yeah, Gavrikov. No. Oh, damn. David Savard? Yes.
1: I'm keeping Mr. David Savard for two reasons, okay? One, as I've already said, I love him a lot. I think he's great, and I know Torvald really likes his um, game style because uh, John Davidson, so pretty much, my family has season tickets. My dad always holds out on renewing for no reason we've had them since day one but as you hold out they like invite you to events and stuff you heard the scoop here and we got invited to an event in the Founders Lounge where Bill why do I keep saying Bill John Davidson was talking this is a long rant but he said that Torvald loves David Savard and I love that for him I think he's really like quietly amazing and two um I love that him and Pierre Dubois are like buddies and Pilate Dubois I used to live in his house and so if I'm keeping P.L.D., I got to keep Savard. I got to keep the boys together. So that's my team. Elvis, Seth Jones, David Savard, P.L.D., Nicky Nick, Captain Foley now. Yeah, I to write that.
0: You kind of bodied that. I mean like I think <laughs> da- well David Savard is the second best defenseman on the team.
1: Oh, I fully agree with that. Yeah, honestly.
0: like I, I mean as far as like what that position is supposed to do. Like, he doesn't score goals necessarily, but, like...
1: He doesn't need to.
0: No, right, exactly. And that's, like... I'm
1: okay with him not scoring goals because he's good at defense, you know?
0: He he really scored that one goal against Tampa in the playoffs. That was just, like, beautiful as hell. And he said, I can't score anymore. That's the last one. <laughs> that's
1: yeah, it. I don't think that's he scored That's my Sonny Milano goal. I'm finished.
0: Oh, so. rest in peace. You. Oh, my God. Um, But, yeah, so I, I would say definitely hit the nail on the head with elvis seth and pld do you disagree
1: with someone
0: i I would not like vehemently like i like i i respect where you're coming from on on your other two like but savard i think i would go gavrikov for savard like i I think that like gavrikov is going to turn into a savard type and i just think that like he's young like i don't know he's younger he does have a little bit of that personality like so i think i would go with gavrikov as my like other defenseman if I had to pick one. I but like with Nick, I like you're so right. Like you are so right about what you're saying about like Nick Felino and like being like this anchor for Columbus and like being such an amazing captain. But if but, somebody if somebody came to me with a trade for Nick Felino, like I, I would listen. Like depending. Like you know what I mean? Like and I'm trying to think of like who I just absolutely would not I mean like it's hard for me to think of a fifth person who I just would not like ever let go on this
1: team. I, I mean I can't say I would never let Nick Felino go, but you're asking me right now, in this moment, who would I want to keep and Nick Felino is on that list for me. Like No, and that's fair, yeah. I Right now in this moment for sure. But like he I mean he's also getting older like he's in his mid thirties question mark. Like I think he's, he's getting up there for a hockey player. Oh. Ooh, sorry. Well his Nick. last well this um, is his
0: last year on contract. Like this is his last year and then he's a unrestricted free yeah. agent after this year, so like who knows what's gonna happen then?
1: I just feel like he I think I mentioned earlier like I feel like him and Cam Atkinson are both players that I just feel like want I think Cam Atkinson has even said he wants to retire in Columbus like he wants to play his whole career here and like that is just like so I don't remember what I mean actually I think we drafted him also we did not mention him I did not mention him earlier when we were talking about which I guess that we drafted but we did draft him and he played for Boston College and he has always been someone who like you could just tell he's so proud to play for Columbus to live in Columbus. Like he is such mm-hmm. so outspoken about how great of a city it is, and especially like back when we had the All Star game here. Like I just can't. I know I don't think he was part of it, but like I don't think he was one of the All Stars. We had five though. We had a loss. So maybe he was.
0: No, it was we have five. No, that it was year Ryan, Ryan and technically Bob was also an All Star, but he was hurt. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. How do you only have three? And we were hosting when Nashville was happening. They had like 20 million players. Mm, sip my tea, but anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I think Kim Atkinson is a very close runner-up, uh, sixth player that I would choose to keep. If you are uh, vetoing my choice of Nick Fleener, which I know you're not, but I'm just putting that out there.
0: I don't, I don't want Laura, who you know, to listen to hey, this Laura. podcast. I don't want her to listen to this, but I would trade, I would trade Cam Atkinson.
1: (gasps) Laura. Okay. I said I would save him. So I think this means I deserve, um, you know, a dozen blueberry muffins perhaps.
0: Oh, I have those Um, downstairs right now. Actually, um, Laura, (laughs) Laura is a uh, friend of the, no, no, we can't say friend of the podcast. Um, Why not? She she is the podcast. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) i love laura oh my god i like got laura and the hockey for those of you who are listening and don't know laura and um i created Which a if you don't know laura
1: you're missing out laura's correct. a great person correct 100 percent. i met her like maybe 15 times but i love all her.
0: at blue jackets games
1: <laughs> yes
0: um so yeah i think i think i would yeah i mean i and it hurts me mm. it hurts me to say that but like mm. I would listen to deals on Cam Atkinson.
1: <laughs> I know. Good thing you're not general manager then Jeremy Jonathan Paul.
0: Hopefully Yarma doesn't listen to this and I get a strongly w- written email.
1: <laughs> and then Cam gets traded and everyone's hate on him and he's like, listen, I listened to a podcast. That Why is not his a accent.
0: Russian accent instead of a Finnish <laughs> accent?
1: <laughs> I don't know a Finnish accent and he's like, listen y'all, I listened to this podcast, Jeremy Jonathan Paul said I should treat Cam Atkinson and I did. And you're going to get hate mail. So just you're get ready it, for that now. You
0: heard it here first. Breaking news. Oh, my gosh. I, like, Loki. think I'm going to keep my Zoom on all week and then just kind of, like, while I work. So that way I can catch my reaction to whatever trades and whatever signings happen this week while I'm working. Um, I think things
1: are going to get wild for the Blue Jackets. I foresee that for us because – we I am very impressed with how we recovered from losing three huge players last year in Babrowski, Duchenne and Panarin. Whom? Who? You know what? I truly don't miss a single one of them. And here's why. Babrowski, you know I didn't like him. I don't care that he's gone. And he was definitely fizzling out as we now see in Florida. Okay. Panarin, he's a great player. He's an amazing player. He was not a Columbus player. I don't really know how else to phrase that. He didn't – I did not feel like he meshed with the team. I didn't – I feel like he was – this is going to be taken wrong, but he was kind of a selfish player, I felt, which, you know, that may work in other teams. That's fine. I didn't feel like it was the Columbus way, if you will, and maybe that's just because I've only ever been a fan of Blue Jackets, but I – Of course, I miss how amazing he is and all of his goals and all that because, I mean, you can see how he did for New York. But I was honestly not sad that we lost him. Maybe that's unpopular. I know it is, but I was not sad. Duchesne, it's hard for me to feel sad because we barely had him for like a few months. So I never really got attached to him. But it still hurts because he... I don't even know that he left really for any reason other than he wanted to play in Nashville. You know, I think it didn't matter who he went to. That's where he wanted to be. So,
0: yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. And I think to your point about Panarin, you're spot on on the fact that like, we, we have an identity, I feel like as a team, and I just feel like Panarin didn't like mesh with that identity. I feel like the identity when Panarin was on the ice was the identity of Panarin. And then the rest of the team Mm -hmm. had its own identity and like, which worked, I mean, like it obviously worked, but it was just like, um, no, I'm with you. I think that if you would have asked me, I remember I was literally in this room when the Blue Jackets like, I like Aaron Portsline was tweeting that they had offered him like what, like eight years and $14 million, like something yeah. stupid. But then I think about like, how screwed would we be right now? If we, I know, had him under That's contract what I
1: think about too. Yeah. All I think bad. about that a lot too. So yeah, just to finish what I was saying before I got on that tangent, I'm amazed at how well our team did this last season without them. And also, um, we went further than all the teams that that they went to. (laughs) So, I'm not saying that we're amazing because we're not. Obviously, we didn't win the Stanley Cup. But we, I 100% think, outplayed everyone's expectations for us. John Torella deserved to win
0: Oh, my God. The Jack Adams? Yeah, 100%.
1: Yes, Jack Adams. Oh, my God. My brain was like, oh, head coach trophy. That's (laughs) what it's called. But, yeah. And the fact that he didn't even come in second place, abysmal. abysmal. The fact that
0: freaking Bruce Cassidy won with Boston. Are you joking?
1: Yeah. Like, he had the same team team and didn't go as far. Like, they made the finals last year, and they got out in the second round this year. So, how... Not that I know it's a regular season award, but I'm just like, I just don't see it in the same way that I... And again, we are biased because we are Blue Jackets fans. For sure,
0: but still, I mean... I
1: think objectively you can say it's impressive how we did this year, considering how we started the season.
0: Oh, we're right. Yeah, no, we're right about that.
1: (laughs) No, we're right, period. Yeah, no, we're right,
0: period. End of discussion. Um, (laughs) But oh my god, I like it's gonna be wild i'm so excited i'm
1: ready i'm ready there is like pretty much no one i know i just said that i love like all of our team but there's no one that we could lose that i would genuinely cry over
0: and i trust yarmo like you said earlier like i trust that whatever he does is gonna be fine um we're just gonna have to see i'm gonna be so so stressed i cannot wait for all the manic text messages you're gonna get from me
1: oh my gosh i'm so ready cannot wait yeah. Well, um, apologies to Nick Foligno. Uh We were supposed to have him on a podcast today, but... Um, oh, my gosh. We just couldn't stop talking. We just I know. Stop yeah. Talking. Sorry, Sorry. Sorry, Nick. Next, next time. Next time.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> He's just giving us a thumbs up. Appreciate it, bub.
1: Yeah. He's been listening the whole time, so I'm his favorite fan now. As I said, I want to keep him, and you are not, so...
0: Oh, my gosh. Wow. Carol. Carol's favorite <laughs> player right there.
1: Yes, Miss Carol Blaine. Shout out to my mother. Wow. Shout out to my father. Shout out to the whole Blaine Clan. I already shouted out my brother. And uh, yeah. The Get whole shout out, shout out yeah, to well, uh,
0: Craig, the usher in section 209.
1: Not Craig, the guy who sits behind me, but shout out to Craig, my father. So you got Craig, my father, Craig, the usher in 208, 209, and then a Craig who sits behind me. No shout out to him. He's annoying.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. But oh my God. Kelly, thank you so much for entertaining this with me and just like oh, talking about the blue jackets as we do um but uh do you want to like plug any of your social media i don't know if you want people to follow you if you do feel um, free. you know black lives
1: matter that's my plug right yeah, there 100 percent.
0: plug to the black black girls hockey club i always like to talk about them at least once a podcast um get familiar with their get uncomfortable campaign uh sign the pledge if you haven't already kelly I know that you're going to love that if you haven't done that already. So that's my little shouts out to you if you haven't. But um, but yeah, uh, you all know the drill. I say it at the end of every podcast. You can keep up with me and uh, the podcast at Change Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can send all of your episode suggestions, and any of your questions to at gmail.com Can you tell that nobody's ever done it because they've never brought it up? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! I will send you an email. Thank you so much. You're so nice. You um,
0: but yeah, until next time, we're gonna con- like Monday's episode. Like, is this gonna be chaotic because we're gonna be able to the, like the dust will have settled a little bit, and we're gonna be able to talk a little bit about what's going on. So, um you know, barring any you know things that we need to highlight and talk about regarding social justice and activism, aside from what we do normally at the beginning of every podcast, um, that next Monday podcast is gonna pretty much be strictly. Uh, what the hell just happened podcast so uh tune in then but other than that uh, we will talk with you all soon stay well and stay stay safe and stay sane this week because it's gonna be a lot
1: <laughs> yeah
0: all right bye y'all
1: bye